Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Odd Couple podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to the best of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. We want to open up talking about the football game tonight. And on paper, looks like a route may end up being one, but Kansas City playing against the Denver Broncos. Kansas City, of course, 4-1. and one. Denver 1-4 one and four, and Kansas City defending Super Bowl champs. Denver, a team that just a few weeks ago gave up a 70-piece. All right? So wow. they're facing the best quarterback in the league. This could get ugly quickly, but you never know. Uh, we'll see. Denver has played them tough. They, they, they don't win, but they play them tough. They lost last year's games. By combined nine points. So uh, we'll see if it, it, it is an interesting game. But what is interesting, Rob, is that Sean Payton, the uh, Ballyhoo coach from New Orleans who was supposed to come in and fix everything, has been horrible. Just keep it real. They're one in four. Um, and again, gave up 70. Russell Wilson, the star quarterback they brought in last year it had, was horrible last year. This year he's been he's been pretty good. He hasn't been great, but he's been pretty good. Um, but the team is terrible. And Mark, a lot of people are blaming Sean Payton, Rob, and his coaching staff, Vance Joseph, the defensive coordinator. Um, but Mark Schlereth, friend of both of ours, uh, he said on his podcast that the players, not the coaching staff, is to blame. Here's Schlereth. Jerry Judy, you you can have, like, you know, I'm not trying to besmirch Jerry Judy. I don't even know Jerry Judy. But you're a first-round guy who was, who was touted as the most talented receiver in the most talented receiver draft class in the history of the National Football League, and you haven't been worth a score to You really haven't. You've been a bust. Can't stay healthy, don't make plays, disappear, drop the ball. And Cortland, I like at this point, Mike, if you're the Broncos, 
Like, hey, man, it it was Vance Joseph's fault. No, wait, it was Vic Fangio's fault. Wait, no, it was Vic Fangio's coordinator, Wrinkles. It was his fault. No, 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 no. It was Pat Shermer's fault. No, it was the whole nine yards fault. It was, oh, no, it's, it's we'll get Nate. No, it's Nathaniel Hackett's fault. No, it's all his assistant coach's fault, right? Now it's Sean Payton's fault. At some point, some point, don't you have to hold the players accountable? And don't you have to start moving off the players you have on your roster? I, you know what? Uh, stink. I, I love it. I mean, he's a player. He's ripping on players, Chris. I get all that. But he's giving Sean Payton a big pass, and I got a problem with that. Because Sean Payton was brought in to fix what was going on there. And you just can't use that as a blanket statement. Those aren't all the same players that you just – if they had the same roster, Chris, the same 53 men that he, t- he just named like four, eight coaches – if the same 53 were playing and they were all bad under all those coaches, I would buy it. They got a top five defense the last two years. Come on, stink. That ain't even fair. Come on. Sean Payton was brought in to fix this. And if you have a coach that has players that give up a 70-piece, as you brought up, Chris, with fries and a large drink, there's a problem. And, a and, it's, and, right, and it starts <laughs> at the top. And if you want to say that him hiring Van, jo- Van Joseph, Vance Joseph uh, was a problem and changing the defensive scheme or whatever, but don't sit here and tell me that. Because if the, if the Broncos were 4-1, Chris, don't tell me that Stink would be on there right now praising the players. Because it wouldn't happen. It, the, the the conversation. I, I, I think he would probably. No, I mean, obviously the, Peyton more, would get a ton more than of the credit, but I think he'd give the players credit too. But, but Peyton, Peyton would probably be getting the lion's share. I no, no doubt because he's Wilson. The way Wilson's like, if Wilson were playing the way he is now, and they're four and one, I think he'd be getting a lot of credit too. Yeah, but but it would be the new piece is Sean Payton, and he would be getting credit for oh well, you know, under Hackett, they didn't know what they were doing or whatever it is. My only point right. is. You can't have it both ways. You can't give the coach credit when things are good. And, you know, like I've, I've heard this t- today. I was on MLB Network, Chris, with Brian Kenny, and, and I hear this all the time. Don't blame Dane Roberts. He's not pitching. He's not hitting. He didn't go one for the series like Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts and all that. I, I get that. But when they won a World Series, he got credit because, you know what, the players came through for him. The players, when they come through, the managers get new contract extensions, Chris. Managers go to the Baseball Hall of Fame. Coaches go to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So you can't have it both ways. If we're going to give the coaches credit when things work out and when players come through and make get hits and make plays, then when things don't go well, otherwise you would never have coaches and coaches would never be fired. What would be the reason to fire a coach if it's strictly the players didn't do their jobs? It's bigger than that. That's why coaching is important. And in this case, I think it's an easy way out to give Sean Payton a a pass. If this was almost any other coach, Chris, a Nathaniel Hackett, who didn't even start one and four last year, or some first-time coach, or some guy who hadn't won a Super Bowl and didn't have that in their back pocket, people would be killing this guy. 
Yeah, I, look, I don't know the full context. And Rob G, if you do know, uh, you can pop in. But of, of Stink's comments, and I don't know if he's like treated Peyton with kid gloves or not. Um, if he has called it out like it is with Peyton and Vance Joseph, the defensive coordinator, and also is saying what we just heard from the about him or from him about the players, then I'm I'm good with that. Because the fact is, it is a an equal opportunity disgrace. All of these, from Sean Payton to Vance Joseph and the rest of the coaches to the players, they all need to be getting ripped. So if he has been balanced and fair about it, then I'm not going to jump on him for for calling out the players. Because the players, when you rob, for them to give up 70, and yeah, and you know, look, we've been critical of Sean Payton. I've been critical of Sean Payton on this show and on First Things First on TV. So I, I'm not trying to treat him, you know, with kid gloves. But I'm just saying the players also, when you give up 70, that is, there's, I mean, come on. Y'all not that bad to give up 70. So that's something on the players. And, and look, Stink, of course, played with the Denver Broncos, won a Super Bowls with the Denver Broncos. So he is obviously, Rob, talking to people out there. He lives out there. Now, that could be good or bad, right? You know this, Rob. That could be Who's him telling getting, you your information? Right, that could be him at practice, watching, seeing uh, foolishness going on with the players, right? Or even talking to some players on the team, who are telling them, man, dudes ain't bought in. We, we didn't come with the right attitude this year, whatever. Or, and that's good if he's getting it that way. Or to your point, he could be getting it from Sean Payton or the coach, somebody that's on the right. coaching staff or the front office or whatever, right? Guys protecting themselves. What, what it is, is this though, Rob. He knew what was going, something was happening, right? Because Jerry Judy today, when Rob G. Slaver said that yesterday, because j- yesterday, Rob G., um, Jerry Judy, now there's a report that he's on the trading block. Frank Clark is going to be traded. Uh, Randy Gregory, Rob, who was their big signing last year, he was cutting in, traded. And so they are... Cleaning house. They're cleaning house. And if they get shellacked tonight, which there's probably about a 75% chance they do, they're going to get beat most likely, but a 75% chance they get smacked. I don't know. That 10 and a half is very appetizing. Yeah, I mean, Kansas City does play to their the, the and competition. And they don't cover that they don't often, cover Chris, a lot. Right? So I'll give they you that. Yeah, they don't cover Yeah, I'll that. give you that. But, you know, they'll win. Pay, they they'll win. Right, right, right. They'll win. But if they lose tonight, they're obviously conceding. If they are, it looks like they already have. Um, and so Schlereth knew something, Rob. 
And again, it might have been he's legit. He's plugged in. He's been there the for. Players. He's been there for thirty years. Yeah, you know, he's got yeah. a local radio show. He's plugged into that community. Yeah. Not always. Yeah. Remember, the Aaron Rodgers deal was a done deal. He said too a few years ago. Right. You right. Remember he that? Was wrong it didn't about happen. That, right. But, but that was somebody yeah, but, he had talked to nah, right, in the right. front office. You're not going to be right on everything, but he's right. plugged in. Stink. He is. Yeah. So. He knew this was coming. The interesting thing, and, and we'll go to the callers in a moment, Rob, is, I mean, are, are they already, have they already decided they're moving on from Russell Wilson? You know, that he's going to be uh, cut, and, and he's played well enough where some team will go out there and get him, I would think. Um, but are they already ready to give up on him? Because it looks like they're cleaning house, so we will see. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it. And I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast 
on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. But what's happened to the Dodgers makes me think about something. And you would think that we talk about this all the time, Chris, about being relevant. You want your team to be relevant, to be in the mix, to have a chance to win. That's all you want as a fan. I'm going to not prescribe to that. I'm not. Because being relevant, if you're telling me about the Los Angeles Dodgers, Brian Kenny threw out a stat today, Chris, and, and uh, not counting the 60-game the season in 2020. In right. the last seven well, years. Which is the, when they won it. Right? right. But the last seven years, the Dodgers have averaged. You ready for it, Chris? 105 wins. That's their average. <laughs> last seven years. 105 wins. And they were still winning the division before that. Exactly. And it's just the last seven. They've won like 12 11 or 13. 11, or 11, yeah. Yeah, 11, no. They've been to playoffs 11 straight years. Yeah, 11, 11, 11 straight years they've been to playoffs. And, and I, I'm not going to prescribe to that anymore. I'm looking at this, and you know what? I'd rather be a Washington Nationals fan, Chris, than to be a Los Angeles Dodger fan. And I'm going to tell you why. I'd rather my team win a championship and, and they might not be good every year and they might not be in the mix or whatever, but the disappointing and the heartache that the Dodgers have put on their fans seems to be it's like torture. Yeah, we're in the mix. Yeah, we win 100 games. Yeah, we made the playoffs 11 years in a row. Yeah, we, uh, uh, we, we knocked off all these teams and we beheaded them and we scored 100 more runs than the next team and we hit all these home runs. But we got one World Series? That's all? Dodger fans, yeah, Chris, I know that felt good to win in 2020. But what about all the other heartache? And I can name other teams. The Kansas City Royals, right? They're not in the mix every year, Chris. They won a World Most Series. Most years. <laughs> right? But they won a World Series. But here's, here's where I disagree with you. First of all, the Dodgers have, I mean, if we're talking about recent history, they got it, they won the World Series too. So, so Washington has won. The Dodgers have won. Kansas City's got one. You know, we're talking about recently. But yet the Dodgers, at least every year, they're in the hunt. It's got to be terrible now to be a Washington Nationals fan. Okay. And I'm supposed to live off that one championship forever? Not forever. And, and again, it'd be, it, I, I, I don't even think I'd necessarily agree with you if the Dodgers didn't have a ring. But at least they got one. They got Now, if you give me a team that has two in these 11 years that the Dodgers don't, and they, they, then the other years they fell off and weren't competitive, that's an argument. But, the, I mean, I don't think the Nationals and the Royals are the teams you want to argue because – they had one. We all got one, and they felt at least we're competitive every year. Yeah, but the difference is, and this is, and I hear your point, which is totally logical. But the heartache, the heartache of being a Dodgers fan and what you go through, like the like, and even the 2020. I'm not taking away from them, Chris. That's their one championship. They they've won one championship since 1988. We right. talk about the Atlanta Braves all the time. 
They had three Hall of Fame pitchers. Chris, when you think about that Braves team, you don't think about the one championship that they won, and I think you covered it. Is that the one they beat Cleveland? Yeah, I did. You covered that, right? Yep, that, that's yep. the one that they won. That's not what you think about when you think about those Atlanta Braves. You think about them winning 15 out of 16 NL East titles and choking and being up 2-0 against the Yankees, Go, winning the first two games in 96, Chris, not in Atlanta, but in New, at Yankee Stadium, coming home, losing three straight games to the Yankees, including a game they were up 6 nothing, and then getting closed out in game six at Yankee Stadium. So you I, think I agree, about more heartache right. and no more doubt. pain than we you do up it. the we, one championship. We think about the Brave, no doubt. And that's what we'll think about the Dodgers. That's where the Here, Dodgers are. Right. Here's what I'd say, though, Rob, to push back against your point a little. These are aberrations. Like, I've said it, and you've heard me, and I've, I've said it in regard to basketball, but it, I think it's true in every sport. What you want is a seven or maybe even five to ten-year period where you're in the mix, where every year you're competitive, you're right there, and you got a shot. And I've, I've brought up examples like Patrick Ewing in New York with the Knicks. Always competitive. Always in the you know, second round, maybe conference finals of the playoffs. They ran into Jordan, of course. Um, Steve Nash and the Phoenix Suns. Same, never even got to a finals. Chris Weber and Peja Stoyakovich and Mike Bibby and those guys in Sacramento. Those were great runs. And I compared it to the Knicks post-Ewing for the most part. The Suns post-Nash. Until, you know, recently when they've gotten good. And the Kings post Weber until recently they got good. And they had straight. Rob, we can talk about Detroit. You were there when they won the championship in 04. Right. We all remember the bad boys. And it has been ugly for the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years in Detroit. So my point is. I would rat like if you're a Knicks fan right now, you would kill for the Ewing years. If you're a, you know before these two teams got good five years ago, you would have killed for the Nash era in Phoenix or the Weber era in Sacramento, even though they didn't win it. Now, and I guess Ewing fits the the Dodgers bill you're talking about, but it I say the Dodgers and Braves are an aberration because they've been so dominant in the regular right. season. And usually teams don't have this type of run without winning more rings. You know what I mean? Um, but I, but that, that's I, what I, I mean. I that's the heartache. Because at that... least, Rob, Dodgers fans, at least when they go to a game, it means something. If I'm a Nationals fan um, or, the, or the Royals. Game, Right, any of these teams that are that are bad, like the games. What are, I'm just going there to hang out. I like baseball, you know, have some Be food outside. And, yeah, and, and enjoy a game. But it's not. It doesn't mean anything. Do but you, here's you know the thing. Yeah, I, I understand that part. But the but the heartache. If you're a Royals fan, Chris, you're like, man, tw- 2015. That te- I love that team, man. Blah 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 blah. But I don't. I'm not walking around with all the scars that Dodger fans are walking around with. No, that that are going. 
man, I'm tired of this. Like, they won 100 games again. They blew everybody out. Last year, they, they owned the San Diego Padres, Chris, you remember? During the regular season, and then they lost to them in the playoffs. This year, they owned Arizona. And now what? Arizona beats them. Not only beats them, sweeps them. I just think right. there's so much Pounded. more heartache as a fan – I wouldn't it is, want to go but through all to that. To some degree as a fan, I don't want to say that's what you live for, but that is part of being a passionate fan. I mean, the highs and the lows. You know what I mean? Like, it, that's life. The no, emotion. I but I, you're, most you're fans in, don't expect to win every year, it. right? You don't. If you, when the Cubs so finally won the you. World Series, when the Cubs finally won, somebody held up a sign, Chris. I'll, I'll never forget it. Uh, now I can die. You know what I mean? That, like, like, like that. You all that they wanted, person was ninety three years old. No, but all oh, that. No. But all the, But my point was, all they wanted was to see their team right, win once. You know what I mean? Like, I just want to see my team. It's like the Lions fans and people in Detroit. Just once, let my team win a Super Bowl, and I'm good. Like, don't. I, I'm not asking for no back to back. I'm not asking for a die. I just want to see my team win once. So let let's bring. You brought up the Lions, and that's, that's an interesting point. But would you rather be? I'm trying to think of a team, but let, let's let's look at the Packers. Right, the last ten the years, Dodgers or so have of Aaron turned Rogers. into the Packers. The Dodgers would you are the rather? Packers. So, but if I was a Packers fan during the Aaron Rodgers era. I'm. I mean, yes, they didn't win it. It was heart wrenching every year, but that was a great era. We'll look back at that man. That was a great era. It he might be looked know, at he, as a, as a missed era or missed opportunities the way the Atlanta Braves were. And I'm not saying the Packers should have won four Super Bowls in a row, but there were games and situations. Well, you that would they think they would have got right two, more than should, one. I, I'll say they should have got more than one with Rodgers. More and than far, one. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I'm interested but to hear what people say this. about this. Go ahead. I want to ask you this to close it up. So if you're running the Dodgers, would you break it up? I got to make a change here because something I don't have to write I'm not players. talking about just Roberts because right. the no, new no, manager is not going to ruin too. it. Right. They're no, going to no, be no, good. Right. I mean, are right. you? But that, okay, So, but you're not trying to blow it up. No, I'm not like saying you that blow I it wanted up and to go be young. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. Like, uh, but but changes have to happen. But I'm saying from a fan's perspective, it's it's more torture to be the Dodgers than to be the Nationals. Where I know it's they a got good, a young team. Yeah, I know is, Chris did not going to win. But it's also more fun, right? Till you lose. <laughs> Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Joe Dumars, what is the executive vice president yep. now in the league? Yep. And um, basketball operations in the NBA. He came, of course, great player, Hall of Fame player, and was a great GM with the Pistons. First black Got him GM a championship to ever win a uh, the, championship. Was he? Yeah. Wayne Embry was a GM, first black GM, but he was, I don't know if he was in Milwaukee when they won it with Kareem or Lou Alcindor I don't think at so. that time. I think Joe was Yeah, first. it might have been right after that. But um, he came out in the story in The Athletic today and said what you and I have said, and we're not, you know, doctors, we're not uh, scientists. We, we, we were just speaking off of the things we had heard in our interviews with doctors on the show or even talking to doctors, you know, by ourselves on our off time um, from covering the league for so many years, decades, and from observing how uh, much players today are getting hurt in comparison to players 20, 25 years ago or even 10, 15 years ago before load management really became a thing. And you and I have concluded, had concluded a while ago, that the load management stuff is a farce. Big time. And Joe Dumars came out today and said that there, they have new scientific da- data that says their load management has zero effect on players getting injured or staying healthy. And Rob, I'm glad Joe did it. Now, you brought this up with Eddie House, and I think you're right on the money because I thought the same thing. Part of this is the league wanting to get this message out to ESPN, yep. Turner, Turner, and all the places that they have their games on. Because I'm, I'm, you know how much I love basketball. I've covered it for nearly 30 years and obviously loved it as a fan. I am so sick and tired of looking forward to a big Thursday night game 
and then you turn it on or you find out a couple hours before the game that the stars aren't playing or You've one been of the big it all stars. Year, isn't like playing. how sick. Yeah. Like like here it is, another game I've been looking forward to and nobody's playing. I told you when I went to that uh uh Dallas Mavericks uh Lakers, Lakers. game with yep. my family. And I, we were fortunate that Luca and Kyrie played and Anthony Davis, no LeBron, but we were fortunate three of the four stars Chris played. Right. But there was a question, and you, it's know, a you shame never you know. You even think that way. Right. Yeah, it, it, and we, Rob, it looks, we don't have data, but it looks like players are getting hurt more than ever. And what a lot of ex athletes have told us and doctors, is that they don't think the players today are building up the resistance in their muscles that players used to have. They're not practicing as hard or as much. They're obviously not playing as often. And so when you get in the heat of battle and you're pushing it to the limit, you are more, you are more prone to injury than if you, you know, had been pushing it constantly. And so that, I think, is a big problem. And, Rob, I've also said this. And I think there were analytics and analytics experts who definitely had science that said the human body's not built to play 82 games. I mean, I talked to people in the league that said that was a science. And, you know, I believe it. But I always said this, Rob, and you you know this. I said most high-performance, highly productive careers, or many of them, they push you beyond what the science probably would say is the lim- is your limit. My wife is a medical doctor. I watched her be on call for a, a weekend straight and get maybe five hours of sleep over the entire weekend or go a day and a half, two days without sleep and, and she she's dealing with life and death. Right. right. She has to perform. Rob, you know on Wall Street, and I know some guys who when they first get out of college and they want to be in finance and they work on Wall Street, they're working 90 to 120 hours a week. And part of the reason they're doing that, or Wall Street I think is doing that, is to weed people out. Exactly. And some guys out decide, I don't want to do it. Right. I don't want to do it. And, Rob, and I've heard things like, a lot of, and you know, this is not a secret. A lot of those guys on Wall Street use cocaine and all these stuff to stimulate them and keep themselves up and awake and alert and all of that. And again, science would say both of those instances and, and many more are beyond what you should be doing. And yet people do them constantly. And I think this, the NBA. Uh, baseball, whatever it is. Baseball, we see it with the pitch counts and other things. I think it's the same thing, Rob. I think um, guys have shown in the through the history of the game that your, your body can do it. Rob, how much have we talked about pitching when guys used to throw 20 complete games a year? And, you know, Nolan Ryan pitched till he was in his 40s. And, and we and talked was throwing, about. God, tons of innings. We a talked year. about he threw Chris in one game, 230 pitches. In one game. <laughs> now, <laughs> if you throw half of that, that's a lot, right? right. I mean, and, 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 the, and we see pitchers going down left and right. 
And so it's a far and, and Rob, I do think some of it, and I don't mean to, I don't want to, I don't want people to take this the wrong way or negatively. I do think, Rob, some of this is people that never played these sports just looking at the data and just saying, no, there's no way they can go out there and do that. And be the same. No, they're not the same in the first three innings as they are in the, the last three. Like, right. you know, like that kind of stuff. Yep. Some guys, I, I, I always brought it up, Chris, but I mentioned this. When Tom Seaver struck out 19 San Diego Padres, he finished the game with 10 straight strikeouts. So he didn't fade. Wow, right. At the end. He finished right. on a flurry. He struck out the last ten to strike. He struck out nine through the first six through the first six innings, and then ten to end wow. the game. He would never get that shot today. Never Rob. get that shot. And no, oh, he, that's a moment you remember, and all Mets and Seaver fans remember. Always that. remember that's that. Robin fans. That's exactly today it. when right today when you take a guy out. That's Robin fans. I remember Rob. I went to see as a kid. We lived in Indianapolis. I, I was probably in fourth or fifth grade. And, of course, Dr. J was my favorite player. I didn't care about the Pacers. I mean, I, I wanted to go. My dad took me to see Dr. J, right? And he played, fortunately. But had he sat out, I would have been crushed. And that was the only – that's the only Pacers game I ever remember going to in the five years I lived there. Right. You know? And, and so – that was your moment. That's Yep. That was it. And that's happening – to too many fans every day. And look, I I think it's late, but and even I think some of it is. Let's just get this TV money. If the NBA is going to really follow through on this, Rob, then I'm all for it. But if it, if it's just let's get the money, like they got to do something. And then something. go back to it. I, I, right. I, they got to bring down. You had, I think you had a great idea. Chris, I, I think that that's tell the your only, idea. Yeah, my, I think it's the only fair idea. Because we're not assuming that people aren't hurt. So we, I, right. we don't want to do that. All I'm saying is if you have to miss a game, you got to miss the next three. So a total of four games. So you'll be on, the, like baseball, you're on a 10-day disabled list. You can't come back. Once you go, Chris, you can't come. Oh, I'm feeling better yep. now today. No, you're out for those 10 days, and you can't come back. You're not eligible to come back. I love it. And then you go out, and then a team would really have to think about it. Do we really want Kevin Durant to miss four games because we don't want him to play against some bad team tonight? No, right. we don't. We can't afford him to miss four games. So you really got to think about it. And if he's hurt, then you're giving him sufficient time to get healthy and come back. And it ain't a big deal. But if you do that, take a game off, Chris, three times, you would miss 12 games. <laughs> right. So you would right. never take three games and, off. And remember, you also, now you the rule is you have to play at least 65 games to be eligible for the postseason awards and so on and so forth, all NBA, all that. So, yeah, I, I, I love that. Because the for those that might not have thought of it, um, the it you can't like just say, man, players got to start playing eighty two games, right? No, and you they can't. can't sit out because it's easy for a player to just say, I got back spasms, I got a sore hands, like things you can't really measure, right? Right, it ain't like it's I got a broken leg or something right. like that. We could see right. if somebody says I got a twinge in my back, you really can't see that, right? What are you gonna do? They can sit out, and so I think it's a great idea. Um. And so I, I, I just, this is out of control and it is hurting the game. 
But I think it's going to hurt right. the bottom line if the players, you know, be, if they get a lesser TV contract because people aren't watching when the stars are out. And um, it, it just gonna, it's going to hurt the popularity of the game too, Rob. We talk about it all the time with boxing. It's a different circumstance in that they took their – games off free t- or their fights off free TV it's hurt- and now just do pay-per-view and now the casual fans don't know about these these boxers. Chris, Chris you know how many young kids have never seen a fight? They all come on oh, late God. and they're all pay-per-view. Yep. Okay, yep. or you know what I mean? Like, like you have to pay. There's a lot of people. Do not kid yourself. You're watching it with your friends in a group. A lot of people don't have that luxury. There's nobody's right. house to go to to watch it. They don't have $89 to pay. So you have, we grew up as kids. I, I grew up, I'm so old, I used to listen to a transistor radio in my bed because they used to broadcast fights, Chris, on right. the radio. Right, right. They don't do that anymore. There are no fights on the radio. Right, right. No, it's 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 a mess, and so hopefully they are going to take. But I care do of believe this. what you said. This this is about the TV deal. This is on the yeah. table, and if you're ESPN or what is it, the WB Sports, which was Turner, Turner. Right. If you're not if you're not pushing back, something's wrong with you to say. Right. I know you want all this money, but we've been burned so many big games, and we're not going to pay this if we don't have some some assurances that these guys are going to play because we're not going to pay for this. And I'll say this, Rob, and I, you heard me in the interview with Eddie House how, I mean, LeBron James is freaking 21 year, 21st year in the league and playing tremendously, still a top 10 player, and he used to play 82 games and 40 minutes a game early in his career and didn't load manage until the last few years when, when he's older and he, he's been hurt and all that stuff. Uh, Tim Duncan, now the Spurs, Rob, are the face of load management. No doubt. Tim Duncan, his first six years in the league, Rob, he averaged 39 minutes a game and only missed a total of nine games in his first six years. So they didn't start load managing. or Like, Duncan didn't load manage early in his career. David Robinson didn't load manage. This was a relatively new development and, and David Pop Stern one. jumped yeah. on him. Yeah, Greg Pop and Pop coached Duncan, but it just, I'm sure, Rob, what happened, and you could probably find this out. I'm sure they had doctors at some point in the mid 2000 aughts, you know, 2010, right. 2009, whenever that was, that came in and told them, like, hey, you know, if you want to, you need to cut back on some of these guys' minutes. The science is telling us, blah, blah, blah. And so, um, but thank God the NBA has come out and said, that's hogwash. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest 
to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.